This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Join Paul and Maul and Scott and Matt and their friend Kyle as we talk about American Gothic. Gonna bring back some Jesus and God into your all lives this week on Horror Movie Night. Uh, so <laughs> this not one, as bad as I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, so bad. this one was picked by you guys. This is the start of our listener submitted month. Um, this was just written in by a bunch of people. No one really sent us an email worth noting, but a lot of you had said you wanted to hear us talk about this, and I am a huge fan of American Gothic, so uh, I was very eager to say sure to this one. I don't know how Scott or our guest Kyle Cookta felt about it, but real quickly, let's introduce Kyle. Kyle, Hi. you gave uh, us an awesome documentary a couple years ago called Phantasm oh, about our conventions. Much. Thank you, yeah. And uh, I've met you in person like once or twice. Yes, we've we've gotten to hang out, so that was always a pleasure. Because it doesn't, you know, uh, as the internet grows, uh, we don't all together meet to get to meet each other. So it was always nice to run into to my internet folk. Yes, and uh, it's been good to stay in contact and hear you guys on on uh, on the podcast. So let's uh, before I run down the plot plot synopsis real quick. Uh, did you guys enjoy American Gothic as much as I enjoy American Gothic? <laughs> I actually really did. I, I, <laughs> I, I wait more than watch? I thought. Yeah, yeah. I never, I've never seen it before. I do obviously. I mean, this is this is. If you ever see the cover, it's obviously rings a bell of all the video stores that you ever went to. American Gothic is it's in it starts with A, so it's always like the first one in the it's in the first one in the horror section that's there. And it uh, it's just like it permeates my memory as far as video store box art goes. Uh, but I never cared to watch it. I like never like because it also was pretty tame because it's just the American Gothic painting with like a couple like little horror things thrown in. So it's not over the top, but it sticks out. But I never watched it before. This is my first time. And I was I, I really dug it, actually. This is my first watch as well. And as soon as I got done 
with it, I, I start messaging Matt. I'm like, dude, dude, why did I wait this long? This movie rules. <laughs> right, right. So I rented this on VHS way back in the day because I just thought the cover was really gnarly. I owned it on VHS. I owned it on DVD, and I just bought the Blu-ray from Scream Factory. So I've oh, yeah. I've had it covered in all all the uh, different formats. Uh, so this is American Gothic from 1987. So let's walk down the plot line. So the movie opens up with our main character Cynthia, and she's being released from like a psychic ward, basically uh, after a mental breakdown. And her husband's solution is like, let's go to where we used to honeymoon with our friends, which like. <laughs> I get one element. I get like either side of that. Like, hey, let's hang out with our friends, or like, let's go back to our honeymoon spot. But <laughs> right, like, right. <laughs> the let's go back to our honeymoon spot with our friends just seems weird. Uh, but they end up on this island, and this is where they meet mom, pa, and their total grown-up children. Also, not a dope island. Uh, not to not to yeah. tell you, I'm not a, not a dope island by any means. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why did they even have... Well, okay, so that wasn't where they had their honeymoon, but, like, that was just where they got stuck. Yeah. Oh, true, 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 true. But they weren't going to fly that little puddle jumper all the way to whatever, like, tropical <laughs> island, like, you know what I mean? They were going to fly six people in that. Don't let logic get in the way here. They honeymooned on Block Island, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, dude, I guess. This So, like, sometimes movie, horror movies are supposed to, like, warn you about like picking up hitchhikers or whatever and this movie is to warn you to never listen to your asshole friend who's like i got a pilot's license i can get us there (laughs) (laughs) that guy sucks too isn't that um is that rob because i liked rob rob's a fucking jerk man oh i disagree (laughs) he's misunderstood no no i understand him completely Rob was, like, willing to let the weirdo kids push him on the swing. Like, he wasn't like, you guys are fucking weird. He's like, all right, yeah, you can push me on the swing. Like, I, It's because uh, he, like, I, I think it's because he was kind of mocking them, and that's why he got killed. He's, like, the only legit person. Like, he's the only kill that, like, almost deserves it. Although, what's-her-face, the the one girl who's always smoking. Oh, God. She's, so she's pretty horrid. So disrespectful. Like, it Yeah. Me. Well, that's the thing. Like, they're idiots. They're refusing to listen to these rules by people who clearly are not all there. Like, just listen to what they're asking you to do and, like, get through this. Like, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it technically, like, they only pitch it as being one night. So you just gotta, you just gotta deal. Like, just deal and get through it. <laughs> but she's like, nah, I'm gonna, I got I have to smoke at the dinner table. It's it's what I do. Yeah, just get <laughs> yeah. She said, just get to be part of the clean plate club and oh, go geez. to sleep at eight o'clock and then get the fuck out of there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would have swam away. <laughs> I mean, waiting for like the guy with the gasoline. I would have just been like, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, so I think that you're missing the part of the story where. Uh, she was in the psych ward, not the psychic ward, Matt. The psych, <laughs> the psych ward. ward. This isn't Firestar. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's a different ward. That's a psychic ward. <laughs> yeah, um, but the, she gets out of the psych ward because she drowned their baby. Yeah, no, they, I can't accident. remember. Did they? Because I've seen this movie enough times that I knew that that's why she was there, but I can never remember if they like say that up front or it's just like hint it to. No, it's 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 a. Um, it's a flashback scene when her one friend, when they're on the island, her one friend gets in a wetsuit and uh, is like, it's one of the girls and she is going to scuba dive. I mean, that doesn't yeah, make no, any she was sense. Going, yeah, she, she was going to scuba dive though, even though it doesn't make sense. That was yeah. literally what they said. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go scuba dive yeah. in this dumb ass, near this dumbass island. 
Yeah, and she just slips and falls into the water, and then they, and that's when she's having like her her flashback to the baby drowning in the tub, and and uh, you know, as much as I do enjoy this film, I did enjoy the watch of this film. Everybody really makes bad decisions. Oh yeah, and, and a lot of the plot lines are, uh, or the plot the plot points are just there to kind of be exposition. They don't really make sense. Like we're already kind of getting into that with like, okay, her dumbass friend is doing a dumbass thing and therefore it shows like, oh, that's why she was in the psych ward. And then they stay and they keep waiting and then Rob fucking dies and they don't leave. And yeah, bad choices all around. Well, so we get introduced one by one to Ma and Pa's children, which are uh, Fanny, who's the only girl. And she has a rotted baby corpse as her dolly, which is like <laughs> so gross. Like that's it's just like a typical twelve-year-old who is actually a fifty-year-old woman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, what what twelve-year-old doesn't have a rotted corpse baby? And then we well, got Teddy, but then we have my easily my favorite of the children, Woody. Oh yeah, dude, so good, and possibly the biggest name in this entire movie. Yes, that too. <laughs> which is face familiar. What's he from? Uh, he was in Bonnie and Clyde. He was in the very opening scene of. House of a Thousand Corpses. He was in Scrooged. Like, he's just a bit character that uh, everyone puts into their horror movies for some reason. Yeah, and he, he's the same person in every one. Like, <laughs> his character in House of a Thousand Corpses, Stucky, was literally the same character here as if Woody aged the same amount as he would exponentially being the young. I don't know. It was I, I had the math right in my head. Like, <laughs> he's, so he's like 50 years old in this movie. But he's acting like a fourteen-year-old. So by the time he is in House of a Thousand Corpses, what twenty years later, he's only grown up into like a teenager, and that's who Stucky is in House of a Thousand Corpses. I've, <laughs> I I have to I have to ask Rob about it. I have to ask you know Mr. Zombie about it. But I think that that's where he got it from. Yeah, he's talking about someone getting a, t- a doll stuck up his ass. That's like yes, his, yeah, his and it's the honestly, it's probably the Teddy. dead baby. <laughs> or Teddy, or Teddy, either or, either one. Um, so, I mean, there's not a lot in the sense of like plot development beyond this point. Just slowly, the children kill everybody but Cynthia, who begins to have a psychotic break uh, when she watches Teddy get whipped for for getting frisky on a corpse. And uh, oh my which god, the tri- triggered the movie is an alternate title, and I don't understand why she was triggered by any of that. But you know, you just, <laughs> like you said, there's bad decisions that just like make plot things happen. <laughs> they just they just push the plot, even though they don't make any sense. And her psychotic break only lasts maybe twenty minutes of the actual film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, but, uh, but like arguably the best part of the oh movie. i the the basement full of corpses is fantastic mm-hmm. and i haven't the the only like actual note note that i have is should i be concerned that insane cynthia is incredibly hot to me like she's got, that, <laughs> she's got those crazy yeah, eyes she's got you. the crazy eyes and the big smile and like i'm just like man she looks so much cuter than when she's moping about her dead baby the whole fucking movie <laughs> 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 but then Cynthia basically like freaks the fuck out after already having the psych- psychotic break and starts to kill this whole family. And it's like in five minutes, she decimates all five members of this family. Um, it's fantastic. My favorite being that she stops to get a cookie right after she kills Teddy. Like, 
It's such a so like she doesn't so she doesn't like really totally break out of her psychotic episode because she still is acting as if she has regressed to childhood, but she also realizes how terrible that family is. So like we're in this weird like limbo, (laughs) which I don't I never understood. But again, I'm looking a little too far into American Gothic to try to understand her psychotic break. It doesn't you know I'm not going to find the answers I'm looking for. But then the the final shot is really kind of brilliant because it mirrors the opening shot of the movie. True. Which is kind of cool. Um, but this movie, so this is, as as Kyle said, this is like, you if you bought or rented horror movies from a video store in the like late 80s, early 90s, you know this VHS cover. Like, mm-hmm. it was in every store. And it's such a, it's such an unsung, like, great movie. When I remember when Scream Factory announced that this was one of their upcoming Blu-rays, I, it was at San Diego Comic Con, and like the crowd applauded. Like it is such, <laughs> it's such a a beloved cult horror film that like no one talks about. Like no one talks nah. about this. There's no Wikipedia page for it. There's like nothing. The internet is just a blank canvas for this movie, and it sucks because it's great. It's really great. Yeah, I think I think in time, like w- especially with the with the blue release, I think it's going to gain some sort of prominence. It's going to be one of those ones where you hear Scream Factory talk about their like hidden gems that they didn't expect to sell so well. I think this is going to be one of them for sure. I don't know. I don't really. I don't collect Blu-rays. Um, mm-hmm. But as su- but I this was one of those listener picks where. It came up on our list, and I was like, "Oh, we're doing yeah. that." <laughs> I did, it wasn't even a. I didn't even say, "Hey, Matt, do you want to do that?" I was like, "We're doing yeah. that," because it was a, the perfect opportunity for me to finally make myself watch it because I knew I'd like. Yeah, it. it's it's a really fun movie, and know what's kind of cool about it is it's got that like this would really work if you were watching it with like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Terror Ch- or, yeah. or Tourist Trap. Like it's it's not very gory, all things considered. No. And it's like that same like backwoods crazy family movie. It's just a fun movie. I think it would even work with one of the early Friday the 13th. Yeah. It just kind of, it gave me that same feeling. I understand what you're saying about like motif. I know that I know the perfect double feature for this movie. Frailty. Oh, okay. Because it's got that religious undertone to it. it like, imp- yeah, but Realty is really, really graphic. I watched it. I want to say within the last calendar year, and there's a lot of gore in that movie um, compared to this. The one that I thought of was the that would work well with it was, and, and some people are going to hate me for it, but uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw: <laughs> The Next Generation was the immediate one. That- <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of um, see that though. <laughs> Yeah, I think it would work out all right. I was I was realizing that like I so I was born in ninety one, so I didn't really grow up with slashers as much as I grew up with more of what American Gothic is, which is like deranged families, like a deranged family dynamic that chooses to kill outsiders. So it's not really a slasher movie, but it's like still killing teenagers, and that so that and Texas Chainsaw Next Generation like really really uh were the ones i thought would go together <laughs> although i would not recommend anyone watch texas chainsaw massacre of the next generation it is not a good film it's not even a good bad film uh, it's just a bad film uh, i mean and i i need to revisit it i, I, I like I, crazy matthew mcconaughey but it's not worth watching i promise matt don't <laughs> you know i'm going to <laughs> i know you're going to 
Okay. You just, Anybody listen? You just let me know when you guys no. watch it. And I'll be, I'll be no. back. Uh, I have like a good solid 10 movies that I will always veto. Uh, Rape Squad is one. Mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre of the Next Generation is another. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, Street Trash was one of them, but then so many people bitched and moaned that we wouldn't do it that um, I got outbid. So um outvoted so so guys we can do it we can do it just keep <laughs> posting in the group about next no gen. no it's it's like george bush jr <laughs> fool me once <laughs> fool me twice can't get fooled the second <laughs> time thing, yeah. yeah well with, that's that's the saying we have where i'm from with what such profound words and i guess it'll be okay i had uh i have a very <laughs> fond memory of the day that that speech happened on the daily show uh with steve colbert because that was like Back when he was just a, a occasional person on The Daily Show, and he would always be mm-hmm. defending Bush. And he was like, now a lot of people are making fun of him, but they don't realize that this is an actual saying in Texas. He goes, just check these novelty throw pillows. And he like holds up like five different throw pillows, and the first one just says, fool me once, shame on you. And the second one says, fool me twice. And then the third one was just three dots. The fourth one said, um, <laughs> and then the fourth, the fifth one was, don't get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> Need that for my couch. It's going to be a big ass couch. There's one body pillow. I'm just going to like make one long body pillow of that. Uh, I feel like if you're gonna if you're trying to be politically relevant, you need a Melania body pillow. Oh, oh I'm sorry, an Ivanka body pillow. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> So, <laughs> so Matt, I can't believe that you said you only have one note from this movie because I'm staring at my notes well, and my, like I don't my know job how was to write down the plot description. So that was all I was focusing on. <laughs> <laughs> and you steamrolled the shit out of all of my jokes. So now it just is going to be me doing a soliloquy of all of my jokes. Apparently, go fire it up, fire it up. <laughs> so I'll I'll try and keep these just to the cream of the crop, and that's not saying much because everybody knows that I'm not that funny. <laughs> But some some high points of the film. Hey, Doc, I know you just said there's no such thing as curing PTSD, but is how soon do you think that I can get back to my grieving wife getting knocked up again? Because that's literally what the, the conceit of this main character is. Also, he's he looks like he's 25. How are you married and have a dead child already? Like, it's just... Maybe it was a different time in the 80s, but I had a hard time really believing that they were married even. Hey man, you gotta especially once they meet all their friends. Oh. Yeah, I know I have to roll with the point, <laughs> but it's hard at the very beginning, the first two minutes of a movie. Yes, agreed. Uh, I believe the proper phrase is hitched. Oh, yeah. Like, you got hitched. hitched. It was a shotgun wedding. Hitched, hitched, <laughs> hitched. Like, he yelled, he yelled <laughs> like five times off his balcony. Yeah. Relax, guy. Well, it's his favorite Will Smith movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so absolutely, I agree with you. what you said earlier, Matt, that, that the best thing for a woman who's grieving murdering her own child is a trip with a bunch of high-strung friends so (laughs) then they they um i realized that the whole point of that was just that the writers said you know how how can we get like a higher body count than two people so um (laughs) i actually have a a note that says this does not bode well for the internal movie logic and i i really have to say that i was pretty pessimistic at the beginning of this movie thinking that it was going to suck and it triumphs over how stupid the premise is by how great uh cynthia's psychotic break is later on so let's let's get let's get to the friends and all the stupid shit that they do um so they all pull up in in like really 
unpractical cars, which doesn't make me feel confident that they're actually adults. Like they just have Jeeps. They have like uh, Jeep Wranglers. It's not like a family car. So uh, no sedan to be seen. So the one guy, I think it might be Rob, screams, here's the beer. Yes, yeah. He's just like every movie ever. Yeah, so how are they not 18? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, nobody nobody who's 25 years old is that excited about a case of beer. No. Um, unless you're an alcoholic. But that's how you know that they're friends going on a trip. If you if you didn't know that they were getting into a plane and any of the exposition beforehand, now you know because there's a case of beer. Yeah, and you know what they should have done is they should have added into the montage like clinking glasses. <laughs> and instead of it being this shitty honky-tonk harmonica song, it should have been um, like – uh, a, a bangles song or something yeah, like that like just another manic monday yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just got out of the psych ward and this is my theme song girls <laughs> oh man but that that aerial montage credit scroll um i'm pretty sure i'm almost positive that they spent the bulk of their budget on that oh yeah shit was gorgeous <laughs> It was really pretty, was really and nice. I felt like I was not watching a horror movie. I'm like, what? is this going to be a rom-com? Is this going to be like a romantic drama? Is this Harry met, when Harry met Sally? But then, you, um, so you get a better look at Rob's hairdo, which is the exact same haircut that Jim Carrey's character had in Me, Myself, and Irene. <laughs> <laughs> I thought was, I'm actually impressed that, 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 that Jim Carrey, well, whoever cut his hair for that film – watched American Gothic and was like, you know who was a fucking asshole? <laughs> that guy in American Gothic. Let's make Jim Carrey look like him. So then there's this terrible pun where the one girl is like, I want to know when I can get off. And she says like four times and I'm like, just make the fucking joke. And, and joke so they make terrible. the joke. And the joke was terrible. It wasn't even like, yeah. the joke's not landing. The joke's not landing. It's like when you go to see stand-up, but it's a really bad person who's never done stand-up before, and they're like, I don't think anybody heard the joke, even though I'm on the mic. Maybe I should repeat it a couple more times. Yeah, it was like exactly that. But then, then there's some sort of, I don't know why I have this note, but all in caps I have, come on, gang. I think that somebody says somebody that. Somebody said it, yeah. Oh, oh, it's when they're like handing out beers, and then the dudes start dancing yeah the guy with gla- the and guy with just glasses is the- really trying to make the best of a situ- shitty situation yeah but it's like awkward three-year-old dudes dancing in like 80s 80s weird jerky hand like it's it's there it's like they can't do the carlton banks dance <laughs> you know that's a, yeah. but they're trying yeah they're- it's like when i would try to do the carlton banks dance that's what, exactly what i would look like so anybody that watches the films that we discuss you just saw me dance <laughs> Uh, and I think the guy who said, come on, gang, goes by the name uh, Fred Jones of Mystery Incorporated. <laughs> hey, you know what's really fun when you go camping with friends and some asshole brings a harmonica and won't stop playing songs on it? You throw that shit in the water. <laughs> I've never told anybody this, but I harmonica is my least favorite instrument. That was painful to listen to. Oh, all the harmonica stings, like whenever anything was happening, just like the... Yeah, yeah, just somebody get an out-of-tune violin, please. I would much prefer that. Oh, man. So, yeah, and I actually have a note that says Rob plays harmonica, least favorite character, least favorite instrument. But then, okay, so then they start walking through the the forest because this is a good plan. I guess they've got nothing else to do, but they shouldn't be wasting their energy. Like, they have X amount of food and, and clean water. 
They don't know really what their plan was. It's just fucking stupid. But they find this house and decide to touch everything. Oh, my God. Again, <laughs> they, they so find disrespectful. This house and, yeah, it's so – but it's like stupid too because it's not like the house is run down or anything. It's in great condition and the lights are on. <laughs> yeah, excellent condition. Yeah. <laughs> so then Ma and Pa show up. And make everybody look like assholes. And they um, they make them eat dinner. And then that girl that we were talking about who insists on smoking at the table right afterwards, um, I believe Pa says, don't be a victim of tobacco, which is a perfect name for a folk punk band. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. Because, you know, you have your, like, your hand-rolled American spirit cigarettes and you just busk for, for money to get high. Or get drunk on well whiskey, and you sing songs about that. That's what folk punk's all about. <laughs> like it's it's this antithesis of all cultures, and so they want to be anarchistic, but they also want to have cool patches. You can't have both. <laughs> yeah, you really can't have both. Printing presses are are, are incompatible with anarchy, and you can quote me on that. But <laughs> in that same sense. This movie is definitely um, the, the the antagonists are very pro anarchy because they don't believe in anything uh, modern in the house, and so there's no devil play in the house. Just the boys on boys hand stuff that's going to happen tonight when everybody's. <laughs> yep, all that pent up energy. Yeah, it's like they they thought that they were going to get their dicks wet, and now they all have to be in the boys' room and the girls' room, and so the girls go and they that's when they see the 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 mummy baby, right? Yeah, and then and and. Yeah, right before that, I think that they're walking around. What's the woman's name? The Fanny woman. They're walking around Fanny's um, bedroom, and they go over to the crib and pull it back and see the dead baby. And then Lynn, yeah, Lynn is the smoker. She's like chain smoking cigarettes in this room. And then Fanny shows up, and she's like, "Kiss my dead baby goodnight." <laughs> and I'm thinking. Cynthia might need a little bit more therapy <laughs> after this trip. So I was watching this movie with my family. Well, not my family. I was watching in the living room. Family was coming in and out. And my sister happened to just catch the last like 15 minutes of this movie. Oof. And she was losing her goddamn mind when that baby corpse fell apart. She was oh. like, no! Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes. So, you know, that's but that's what I'm saying is it really ramps up and gets awesome that last 15, 20 minutes mm -hmm. when everybody gets murdered. It's all exposition and then everybody gets offed all at once. It's really great. But now we haven't talked about it, but they found some spectacularly unattractive people for this film. <laughs> and, and they're like reveling in how ugly they are. You know, like Fanny is a very handsome woman on her best days. <laughs> And um, all the dudes are just well. Yeah, they're supposed to look. Teddy, Teddy is a thumb. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the the implication, correct me if I'm wrong, is that Fanny's dead baby is an incest baby with like one of her brothers, right? Correct. Well, see, I was I, mean, I was always one, I think so, but then I also I, I I laid out a couple other options in my head just in case that wasn't the case. <laughs> just if you I, felt too dirty, I couldn't know. Well, because also it didn't quite look like a the first shot of it didn't quite look like a dead baby like i was actually i was watching like a vhs rip of it um which before i knew that scream factory had its own blu-ray so uh sorry sorry guys but um <laughs> <laughs> but i was I, I couldn't tell that it was a dead baby at first so then i was like oh maybe it's a calcium baby and then i was like well maybe it's like a 
burnt doll. Like I, I had like a couple things in my head, but I think that you're right. I think it's some sort of incest baby. Granted that those are Fanny, Woody, and Teddy are mom pa's actual children. Because the way that like Cynthia at reacted, it made me think that like, did they find these other people that just they traumatized the fuck out of them that they're now just regressed to their own children? No, they're they're real kids. I, I think that we're definitely giving a little too much credit to this film. I mean, <laughs> fair, it's like a good time, fair. but I, I let's just let's just assume that they um those are their real children the way that they they got to be their own. Kids. Yeah, and and when you see the whole menagerie of dead people in the. Uh, the basement or wherever uh yeah the basement where all the bodies are are hanging out like the life-size dolls i think is what fanny yeah. calls them her big, big dollies dolls. or something they didn't talk about any of them having sex with fanny or i feel like they would make a point to say something because they whipped the shit out of the one guy who raped the dead body oh, right teddy teddy yeah um um so, so I, I'm pretty sure that they would have said something to shame her yeah. about. So I'm pretty sure that baby was definitely an incest baby. Yeah. Uh, I'm 99% sure as much as I don't want to believe that. But <laughs> anyway, oh, this is the part of the film where Fanny starts to get really horny and she decides to rub Jeff's face before stabbing him in the eye with a unicorn a la um, Black Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I, I'm thinking – you know, maybe Jeff, don't let Fanny rub your face like that because no. it goes on for a good ninety seconds before she stabs him. Yeah, which the which the time frame from face rubbing to stabbing is too short, but the face rubbing itself was too long. So it's like, where's the balance? Yeah. <laughs> like, where where do we draw the line? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, it's funny that I was thinking that all the kills were going to be kind of off screen and implied because. Um, somebody gets stabbed in the back with knitting needles. I believe it's Fanny. I'm not sure um, at this point, but uh, the, you don't it's, see anything. You just Ma. see Ma gets stabbed with the knitting needles. Oh, okay, Ma gets stabbed in the back with the knitting needles. Um, but she, you don't see anything. But then you have um, uh, Cynthia and Lynn, I believe, are running away, and they have a flare gun. And the flare gun like explodes something. Yeah, blows. that's not how flare guns work. <laughs> no, no, not at all. At all, they just smolder. But th- so is th- their budget was all fucked up. I wonder if they had to do some reshoots or something because they didn't have money for some of the cheaper effects, like getting stabbed in the back with knitting needles. But they could blow shit up. And yeah, it makes no sense. And they could spend the money on that. Yeah, that that opening credit roll is like a beautiful. Because there there were no such thing as cheap. Um, drones no. like aerial drones to take those kind of aerial shots back in 88 or 89 when they filmed this so th- that was an expensive intro oh, super expensive uh and then it gets really dark with all the big dollies you know what they i would love more than anything is if they remade american gothic and had amy adams play cynthia Dude, yeah because when cynthia gets the crazy eyes she's got the big eye thing going on like amy adams and amy adams is an actual good actress <laughs> could you, ima- could you um, imagine what that would do to this movie oh man it would the well they'd be able to do some great montage uh aerial shots at the beginning i bet <laughs> <laughs> they could do one more maybe. yeah yeah but then you get the, you get all the revenge point at the end this actually you know what this kind of felt like at the end was the original i spit on your grave where you get that revenge porn going on. It wasn't quite as gruesome as that, but it felt very satisfying in the same way. Um, 
And then uh, you get that great catharsis of watching Pa discover every one of his murdered family members. Oh, yeah. That was great. And I really enjoyed this film a lot. Like more than I even assumed that I was going to when I was planning on enjoying it. You know, like sometimes I go into these movies with low expectations. But I had moderately high ones for these for this. And it was like a roller coaster. It was no, it was was like uh, an inverted mountain with this where like it dipped very hard at the very beginning when everybody was being stupid. <laughs> but then that last 20 minutes just shot me up at the end of a roller coaster. And, oh, you know, in uh, House on Haunted Hill 99, when the roller coaster like derails, <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> that was what it was like. I dug it too. And I agree. It was like, it was way more than I expected. And I was still expecting it to be like something I wanted to watch. Like I, I wanted to sit down and watch it and dig it. And I still dug it more than I thought I would. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mr. Paris, set a course. Set a course. Set, set, set a course for the unstoppable Jack and Jen podcast in the impossible. Star Trek Voyager being the material. Wine is the vehicle just like milk for your cereal. Here we go, blast into the Delta Quadrant. Uncharted territory, but we're on it. Support me another glass of Cabernet. Cause it pairs with the different parts of the galaxy. Never in my life was a crew so brave. Never was a time that I liked rosé. But you learn something new each and every day. To explore new things is a Starfleet way. Podcast hailing from the Geekscape Nation. Talking Star Trek with the wine persuasion. So you want to live long and prosper fine? Then you better tune in to Seven of Wine. And this is Seven of Wine, where we review an episode of Star Trek Voyager and a bottle of wine at the same time. All right, so what did you guys watch this week? Yeah, uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll do mine real quick because I'm I'm doing my new I'm not giving you guys too much information versions of this. Uh, so I've been uh, taking advantage of the movie pass and saw a couple films in theaters. So I checked out Lady Bird. Uh, Lady Bird is great, and you should see Lady Bird. Uh, I saw The Greatest Showman. It was okay. I'm sorry, it wasn't the greatest. It was yeah, just it was a the good average showman. showman. Um, and then, the average showman. <laughs> and then I uh, I read a book and a graphic novel. Uh, the book I actually got from Kyle because Kyle will sometimes sell things online, and I'll give you a chance when I'm done this to to advertise that Etsy store. But oh yeah, man. But I picked up the the Glory Hole Murders from him. Oh, sorry. Yeah, not good. Not oh, <laughs> no. <like> borderline <laughs> offensive, actually. Yeah. Yeah, uh, borderline. It's, wow, it's Matt. bad. It's rough. Um, but I read the graphic novel for my friend Dahmer, which I got for Christmas this year, and it's great. Like it's, I didn't love the movie, but I love this graphic novel, and everyone should grab a copy of it and read it because it's really fucking. I heard good. it was good. Yeah, I heard it was really good. I haven't gotten around to reading it yet. But that's all for me. My, I think my wife has it. <laughs> um, I so I was doing some Christmas stuff. Obviously, I I. 
I really skimped on um, ho- watching movies for Halloween. Uh, we almost watched no horror movies for Halloween, so we had to try to make up for it for Christmas, and we didn't do that either. <laughs> um, but but um, we did sit down and we watched Elves. Uh, I made so my I made my yeah I made my seventeen year old yes. sister watch Elves, um, and she she's I mean wait 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 so you yes. you're married. You're born in '91, and you have a 17-year-old yes. sister. Did you actually star in American Gothic? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, my, you should have seen my hair uh, back in yeah. back then. I'm, I'm. What was his name? Jeff, Rick. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those. Whatever, whatever. Fucking, Fucking Rob, Rob, dude. I'm Paul. Um, that's not true. Uh, yeah. So I, I made my 17-year-old sister watch Elves. Um, we had watched it once before, but we had also watched it. Um, with some other friends who are our age. And then I made my sister watch it who she's grown up watching terrible movies with me, but like it's been a few years since we've been back like in the same state. So to have her like grow up as a a movie watcher, a person and somebody who is also questioning their brother's movie choices. It was pretty fun to watch with her. Especially the part where the, the brother is spying on his sister and has my all time favorite. You got fucking big tits and I'm going to tell everybody about them. Yeah. I like seeing naked girls. No, sister. (laughs) That movie is so fucked up. Dude, that movie's insanity. (laughs) Insanity. So, um, I watched that, um, I'm trying to pull up my letterbox, but letterbox is down. I should have been more prepared than this. Um, so somebody else go real quick. <laughs> uh, and Scott, what do you got going? All right. So um, I, I wanted to mention two TV shows. Season five of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is back on. It's, it's really fun. It's uh, more sci-fi than the more action adventure that we had uh, previously seasons so i'm really enjoying it i mean i'm not a huge sci-fi person i'm just saying like it's a it's a fun it's a fun concept that they got going on this season so far i'm only uh, whatever i think we're six episodes in at this at the point of recording this right now so um really good um if you guys listen to anybody any listeners that are on the facebook group you know, let's let's chat shield. We can we can have a spoiler free discussion or we can have a spoiler full discussion and just, you know, tell people not to check the comments unless they want to have shit ruined for them. But fuck it's, the haters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's such a I just love shield. Shield is my absolute favorite TV show. It's just consistently entertaining. Even when it's bad, it's still good. Uh, and then I started watching Runaways, which is marvel's runaways so it's it's not the same universe but it's um still marvel and it's on hulu it's a weekly show i think that i'm on seven or eight episodes at this point it's definitely not for my demographic it is kind of like for how riverdale is my not my demographic it's obviously very obviously for high schoolers but it's not as annoying as Riverdale is like Riverdale everybody does really stupid shit whereas Runaways is written competently enough um it has the one guy from that was the guy that was Dr. Doom in the second Fantastic or in the first Fantastic Four movie I guess um he was also on Nip Tuck that guy is one of the main characters um Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer is a main character and I think one of the other adults is someone mm, somewhat familiar, but uh, it's it's 
it's a fun way to pass the time. It's not something I'm making Megan watch with me because I don't think that she would appreciate it. You know, she's she's definitely more refined than Runaways, but she'll watch Shield with me, and I appreciate her for doing that. Um, so that that's really what I wanted to talk about is just the fact that we're back on that Marvel TV grind, and I'm it's making the winter not suck so bad. God, God bless it. Well, that was American Gothic from 1987 as selected by you guys, the listeners. Now, real quick before we wrap up this episode, Kyle, we got another movie to talk about next week. You want to join us for that one? Dude, what are we doing? I can't say it on here, but I'll, I'll message it to All you. All right, I'm in, I'm in. If people wanted to purchase books like The Glory Hole Murders, where would they go? <laughs> where would they go to find some of your dark delights that you found in your thrift shopping? Uh, yeah, so I uh, I started a uh, Etsy shop called Horror Finds. Uh, so just Etsy.com slash shop slash Horror Finds. Uh, I am, I once thought of myself as a collector, and while I still am, I don't need to have more than half the shit that I come across. But I also know that there are people out there who yeah. want some of the stuff I come across. So I try, I just pick up stuff that I find. I s- try to sell it back to the people who give a shit about it at like not, not jacking up prices, not doing anything like that. Just try to give back to people who might be looking for that stuff. So that's what I put on Etsy on horror finds. It's kind of the thrill of the hunt for, for me. So that's, uh, that's where you can find me. Do you have an Instagram called horror finds as well? Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm on, I'm on Instagram at horror finds. That's really where I post everything. I mean, I have the Twitter and the Facebook page, but I just connect it to Instagram. Dude, I um, follow you and I had no idea. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Yeah, dude, that's me. That's me. So I, you know, I post, I post all my findings. We just opened up. I, uh, I read Grady Hendrix's, uh, paperbacks from hell and it really inspired me to open up like a little $3 paperback section just based on, um, like cover art. For books, oh, yeah. like you got to, you know, three bucks is not a lot to take a chance on a book. No. So, you know, especially some of the shit that I find. So I try to like, I have a section for that. I do a lot of novelizations, a couple soundtracks, a little bit of VHS, um, some toys. So check me out uh, on Horror Finds. So that was American Gothic 1987 is picked by you guys. It is uh, a great movie and you should go check it out. Tune in next week for the next movie that you punished us with. Um, oh. I'll give you a hint. Vroom, vroom, vroom. It sucked. listening to the Geekscape Network.